Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. I am your ringleader, Kim Hickey, and joining me today is Mr. Mike Bennett, a dear friend and colleague, and he is a facilitator for some of the most intelligent and progressive CEOs in the country and our industry. So welcome, Mike. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Kim. As always, it's fantastic to be here with you and wonderful to see you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So you've been doing some pretty exciting things with your CEO groups and the COO groups and that. And I want to take a little bit of time because I think people have a confusion in their mind about what is a CEO and, you know, what's the difference between a business owner and thinking like a business owner and then really thinking like a CEO and and acting in that role. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, the CEO is just an evolutionary step, you know, from a business owner in almost all cases, uh, especially as it relates to, you know, industries with the size and and the scope that that ours does in the automotive industry. Typically, you know, our owners rise up from the ranks. They're a technician, they're a service advisor, or in some cases, in a retirement plan, buy into to an automotive shop, and they kind of raised to the level of of ownership. And the common thread for the most part that kind of exists there is they come from the very operational level, right? In other words, they're very involved integrally in the daily operations, the doingness of the business. And as as the shop owner, it's it's an evolutionary step that we're still very much either involved directly or indirectly with the operations. But more importantly is is it tends to be our focus. It's kind of the place where our attention and our vision is focused. And, and therefore, it kind of really keeps us as business owners in the present and in the near future, right? We're, we're very focused on the right now and what's happening and what do I need to do to make sure that, that next week or next month is, you know, okay and good and we're, we're on plan, which is, which is, you know, very much the, the common position of a, of a lot of foundational entrepreneurs and small business owners, right? We're, we're very focused on what's happening in our business right now and in, the, in these moments. And, you know, there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But from, a, from an evolutionary point of view, you know, we see some of our business owners that kind of evolve past that and they become very focused on, you know, looking at it from a very forward looking and visionary point of view. They're growing the organizational structure to the point where that operational level is, is really handled well around them and, and underneath them. 
And so the opportunity really exists to, to kind of create that, that what next level for the small business owner. And it's really quite honestly, you know, one of the things that, that we, we look at in the CEO program and really try and create the transition with our focus is understanding just kind of the change of perspective. Instead of being the, the leader and the owner of what's now and what's present, it's really about being the owner and the visionary of what's next. And, and really kind of getting that vision up and forward so that we can really start to stretch ourselves into a consideration of what's down the road, where, where might my business exist and how might we play and succeed and grow over the next three, five or 10 years and allow the operational structure that we've created to, to really take care of itself and self-manage. So you know, one of the one of the primary foundational things that we really look at with our CEO program is helping our business owners really transition into that CEO mentality, which is really, quite honestly, a, a change of perspective. Really looking forward and getting to the to the point where we're becoming visionary in a forward-looking view. So, you know, that's the that's a huge switch to flip for for most entrepreneurs. You know, we're in the trenches, we're the ones doing everything, we're doing the billing, we're doing the creating, we're doing the marketing, we're doing the, you know, the labor work and trying to figure everything out. And then you become such a part of all of those positions as you hire, as you grow, as you do those things. It's so hard to get out of that mindset, you know, and change, say, wow, I got to look forward now. And I have to, you know, empower and trust in the people that I've I've put underneath me. You know, I've hired them for a reason. I've given them all the proper training and everything they need. I need to let go and then look towards the future or else you're always going to be on that treadmill, right? Of just going in the same over and over and over and over again. And growth becomes impossible after a while when you're constantly on that treadmill. You can only get so far with that, those practices, right? Yeah, very much so. And, and, and really, you know, kind of what you described is actually what I, what I kind of refer to as that entrepreneurial trap, right? And so, you know, we get ourselves to a point where we, you know, start to hire and empower people, right? We put people in what we consider roles and positions where, you know, they have the responsibilities to, to really own and drive the day. But one of the key pieces that oftentimes we miss, you know, as entrepreneurs that are trying to elevate ourselves is the key piece in really being able to make that disconnect. And it's quite honestly, is it's you got to get out of the way, right? <laughs> it's as simple as, you know, I want, I listened to a, a quote by, well, what I consider the, the great Indra Nui. And for those that don't recognize the name, Indra Nui is, uh, or was the CEO for, for Pepsi Cola, for Pepsi Corporation, uh, for I think 2006 through 2019. Very, very successful, very accomplished Fortune 500 CEOs. Matter of fact, I believe she was one of 11 female CEOs for Fortune 500 companies and, and had such a long, storied and successful career. But one of the things that, that Indra said that, that I thought was just so revolutionary is she talked about the responsibility of a CEO to elevate themselves and therefore give the opportunity for their business to elevate underneath of them. And the quote was, to paraphrase it, was, Number two can never surpass number one. In other words, you know, the business can only grow as fast as the CEO's willingness to get out of the way. And the most important thing is, is you have to elevate yourself through education and through increasing skill level 
to get out of the way of your organization and allow your organization to elevate itself underneath you. You know, how do you get it to assume that responsibility? You got to get out of the way. You empower them and let them grow themselves into those increased roles and functionality. And, and really, that be, has become kind of the foundation of our CEO program. It's really about that effort for that last paradoxical step, right, is how do I get out of the business? You got to get out of the business, right? <laughs> you've done all the hard work. You've, you've hired the right people. You've got great systems and processes. And, you know, you have all the things in place. And the reason it doesn't go is because you've stayed in the room. You absorb all the oxygen and you really don't give your organization a place to expand itself and inc increase its ability. And, and really, honestly, that's, that's the thrust of our program is, is facilitating that, that change in mentality, you know, for our CEOs and kind of by growing them, allowing their organizations to grow and develop underneath of them. It's really quite exciting to watch as we see these CEOs elevating themselves through education, through practice and advancement and self-improvement and creating the space and just watch, naturally watching the organizations grow underneath them, almost like bread rising. It's, it's, uh, it's been fascinating and, and for our CEOs, very gratifying to watch it occur. I, I know that you really enjoy that and you're, you're always just in awe on watching some of the successes and, and the transformations mm -hmm. of, of some of the CEOs. What are some of the things that Timothy can do right now if they're they're trying to break out of that and they're just in that day to day and they're like, I want to think on a higher level. I want to improve myself. What what are some tips that you have for them? Well, you know, I, I think one of the things and, and gosh, there's so many places we could go with that question. It, it's a fantastic question. We could we could probably spend you know, several, several conversations talking about it. But one of the things that I think is important is, is a foundational understanding of the role of a CEO, right? And it's quite honestly, as, as broad as the scope of that, of that topic is, you know, whatever your understanding of, of leadership is, as CEO, ultimately, we are responsible for everything, right? We're held accountable and we're responsible for the entire performance, output, structure, success of the organizations that we run. But when we think about it, uh, uh, it from a role point of view, it really quite honestly comes down to simplification, right? It's about being better by doing less. And, you know, there's lots of great references that really talk about the true roles and responsibilities of a CEO. And I found, you know, several references and, and, and there's a lot of commonality to them. It boils it down to, you know, a CEO's basic role boils down to four areas of responsibility. And so when we think about how can, you know, what are the first couple of steps? It's about understanding where you can have the greatest impact and spending your time and energy in developing your ability and your touch in these areas. So to, to answer your question and really kind of speak to what are the impact points or the important roles of a CEO? First and foremost is you're responsible for setting the strategy and direction of your company. So whether you're thinking about it from, from right now or envisioning the future, you know, whatever time frame that looks like, you know, three years, five years, 10 years down the road, it's about deciding what business you're going to be in. Where will you go to market? Who will your customers be? How you are going to differentiate yourself from your competition? What businesses you will not be in, which is, I think, is something that's very important. But in the end, it is only 
a CEO's responsibility and only a CEO can set the strategy and the direction um, for the organizations. And, and that's important because if you don't have a really solid, impactful, and succinct direction and strategy, the business tends to wander, right? From the perspective of, of the entrepreneur that's very focused in the near term and the day-to-day, that's kind of one of the foundational trips, right? Because there is no forward-looking vision. A vision is really a destination, if you think of it. The business just kind of wanders along doing what it's always done. They bump into opportunity or into hazard just because it happens to be on the path that they're on. It's not really a plan. You're not on a roadmap. You're not following a strategy. And so that idea of really setting a direction and strategy for your, for your company is, a, is the foundational responsibility of a CEO. The second responsibility, which I think is equally as impactful, is about you know, kind of developing, designing, but most importantly, modeling the culture the behaviors and the value of your of your company, right? And that's really speaks to who will you be? What will your company look like from an interconnected and cultural point of view? How will we operate? What are our best practices? And, and what's really our personality? How will we relate to each other? What's acceptable behavior? What's not acceptable behavior? And how will our organization interact with the public? And it's so important to understand that, you know, things like culture and behaviors and values are, are things that, that have to be modeled. They have to be demonstrated and they have to be, you know, really kind of injected into the core of, of who your organization will be. I mean, the, all of the strongest business environments are ones that are really founded on strong cultural identity and strong best practice behaviors and, and really strong foundational values that become, you know, kind of the barometer and the bellwether of who we are as an organization and, and how we're going to operate, you know, what we consider good behavior. And all great corporations have a very clear vision of what that looks like. The third, you know, the third responsibility of a CEO is, is kind of where the first two come together. And it's probably what I consider, you know, as, as organizations grow, the greatest responsibility and the greatest impact point for a CEO in their organization, because it's the responsibility to assemble and mentor, to grow the leadership team, right? As organizations grow and, and we move beyond, you know, a handful of three or six employees and we get into, you know, whether it's multi-locational or larger, larger staffing levels, we have to acknowledge the fact that as CEOs, as, as business leaders and owners, we cannot touch all of our people well, right? We cannot necessarily give all of our employees and associates, you know, the best touch and the best guidance and the best leadership. So, our job is to make sure that, that we're constantly working to develop the people that we put in position to really develop the people that run the business, right? You know, you're mentoring the mentors, you're leading the leaders, right? You're training the trainers because your ability to kind of touch and, and impact the entire organization, or at least all of the people in your organization really comes from those couple of quality relationships that you can have with your leaders and managers. And that's the place that you can really instill those values, the culture, the, the best behaviors. And it's the point at which you're gonna transfer and translate your vision, your mission, and your strategy down through the organization. So 
quite honestly, that really becomes what I would consider, you know, the primary touch point, you know, between a business leader and the success and the, and the structure, the, the sustainability of their organization. I'm glad you mentioned, Mike, about to train a trainer and mentor the mentors. And mm-hmm. so many times we hear from people, you know, I, I tried to put leadership in and, you know, they failed or whatever, but it, that doesn't mean you just walk away and you don't do anything, right? When you when you make the decision to finally become a CEO and and rise to that level, you know, personally and professionally, it's not wash your hands of everything. I hired these people, you know, I told them what to do and oh my gosh, they're not doing it right. There's There has to be that constant interaction between them because it all trickles down, you know? And so, so many times it's just frustrating to hear, oh, that didn't work. You know, I hired a manager and they didn't do a good job and, you know, they weren't treating the the employees the way that I wanted. And so, and it's like, wait a minute, let's take a step back here. <laughs> how much training you went in? What was the oversight? You know, how often did you work with them? You know, all of that stuff. And it's like, well, no, I hired them to run it. So what, you know, I shouldn't have to do that. Well, yes, you do. Being a CEO, you still do. So um, right, I'm glad right. that you brought that up. That there still needs to be mentoring and training. And if you want them to behave in the manner that fits in with your culture and your direction and your vision, they have to understand what to do and have very clear rules of engagement for sure. Yeah, it's it's funny you ended with those two words, rules of engagement. It just it happens to be I'm actually rereading right now a very what I think is one of the most powerful leadership leadership books. It's I'm sure you've probably heard of it, Extreme Ownership, and some of the covenant of of extreme ownership as it, as it runs the parallels between you know military leadership and, and business leadership, um, specifically SEAL SEAL team leadership is this I, this concept of extreme leadership. And when we talk about, you know, from business leaders point of view and, you know, we have plans or we put people in position to be leaders and then it and then it doesn't work out, you know, and you made the comment, oh, I, you know, I put them in place and they didn't do their job <laughs> or, you know, we did this thing and it didn't work out. You know, we had this strategy and it didn't didn't get executed. It's amazing how we we hear business leaders make that exact comment. And it screams in the face of this of this idea of, of of extreme ownership, right? It's the idea that as a leader, you know, whether that's you know you and a court as 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 the lead of the organization or managerial department leaders, I mean, the ultimate success or failure in any area is nobody's responsibility but yours, right? As the CEO, it is ultimately your responsibility, you know, to have those touch points, and it's the quality of those touch points. How well did I? Did I lay out the, you know, the plan, the agenda? How well have I trained people? How well have I communicated expectations and objectives and, and so forth? A failure on a, on a leader's a direct reports area is really a failure of yours, right? And that's one of the things that we talk about quite a bit, you know, is how can we have that most profound impact in a quality way? You know, how can we take extreme ownership of the results of our organization, the results of those that we lead. And it, and it is that level of, of interaction and, and leading and mentoring that, that leadership team that really becomes the point where we get the connection between the CEO, who they are, what they believe, what their values are, what they consider the best behavior. That, that's how we get it down in. And I think it's, I think it's so important to acknowledge, you know, that's our primary responsibility is, is really working with those folks for sure. 
Absolutely. And that's a wonderful book for anybody that, that has not uh, read that there should be a link for it in, in the comments to this for, so you can look it up. It's must, it must read, must read. It, it's a must read. And it's actually a really good read. It's one of those, it's one of those books. It doesn't matter how late at night it is when you pick it up, I'm having a hard time putting it down. So uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend it for anybody who's, who's in the game of trying to, to up their game in leadership. Absolutely. So share with us, if you will, what is what is one unproductive habit that you see a lot of our, our transitioning CEOs going from entrepreneur and owner to truly a CEO? What's one of the unproductive habits that they exchange for a productive one? Well, I mean, the, the productive, unproductive habit is is going back to doing what they've always done, right? You know, feeling like they can be a, a integral and, and, and are a necessary part in, in daily operations, right? It goes back to that idea of our, our organization can only take on as much responsibility as we're willing to give up, right? We've got to give them the room and the space. And one of the things that we see more often than not is all the best intention leaders, all the best intention CEOs really have a hard time letting go of the responsibility of the day-to-day and and they're so tempted to always jump back in and how can i help in that area when they realize you know instead of being part of trying to do it they can have a better impact by being part of mentoring those who are now going to be able to do it so it's that transition between you know again it's it instead of it's training the trainer, right? It's mentoring the mentor instead of just going in and doing what the mentor wasn't able to get done. I hope that makes sense to you, but the biggest challenge that that we see with with those transitions, you know, between that kind of operational entrepreneur and really moving to the physical and mental position of of CEO is is really about learning how to take your hands directly off that throttle and rein, the steering wheel so to speak. And have the patience and the intestinal fortitude <laughs> to, to, quite honestly, is to kind of step back a little bit and and let the organization find that, you know, find that way themselves and use the appropriate touch points to guide those people into making those adjustments for you rather than feeling like you have to step in and help them with it. Thank you so much. And there's so many. This is such a huge topic that will we'll definitely be visiting this some more with you. So I appreciate your time today and everybody listen to Mike and get out of the way, <laughs> get out of the way and uh, be the trainer to your trainers and the mentor to your mentors and all of that good stuff. And if you haven't picked up or read Extreme Ownership yet, please do that. So thank you, Mike, for joining me today. Everybody stay inspired, stay safe and make good choices. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.